Welcome to the Mystic Lighthouse. Want more content? Find us on Facebook, TikTok, and Reddit. Just search for the Mystic Lighthouse. And coming soon, you can join us on Patreon for more creepy stories, videos, special guests, behind-the-scenes content, outtakes, and merchandise. So keep an eye out on all platforms. Our first story comes to us from the Kane family where Andrew tells us about an experience his family had with an entity they called Bob. My name is Andrew Kane, and this is the combined experiences of my family and I. Living in Florissant, Missouri since before I can remember, we have always had the oddest things happen to us around our family that we chalked up to being coincidence. Eventually, we couldn't explain what happened, we started thinking that our house was haunted and named the entity Bob for a lack of a better name. The first time Bob was seen was in our basement. My parents had just turned out their lights to go to sleep and saw my brother standing outside their room run into the pantry. They knew they hadn't heard him come downstairs and when they checked the pantry he wasn't there. The next time he was seen was when I was out camping and my parents saw Bob in the kitchen. This time it looked like me and disappeared into the laundry room. I have only caught sight of Bob once myself. I was up late uh, getting some water from the fridge and felt the hair on the back of my neck stand up like I was being watched. When I turned around it took all of my willpower not to choke on the water. Bob was standing in between me and the stove, silhouetted by a blinking green light from the counter stop, uh, countertop clock without moving. This encounter was odd to me because as I looked, I realized that I couldn't see the silhouette in my right eye. The left eye could see uh, the silhouette unmoving. These are not the only times we've caught sight of Bob. However, these sightings would continue to happen about once a month in our house. I take midnight walks to enjoy uh, the cool silence for a few hours, and while I'm out there I can feel uh, like I'm being watched by Bob, presumably. Uh, Bob can slam and knock on doors and even flip a hat off of a rack in my, ha uh, in my room. Uh, I've woken up at night to hear strange things in my room that sound like uh, somebody is crying. Uh, even woken up from a dream about drowning in a school pool, not being able to breathe, and having my phone glitching to play the sound of splashing water. These in interactions would slow down when my dad would openly scold it, but not completely stop. Despite all of this, it doesn't feel malicious to uh, either me or my parents in any way. 
Our next story comes from Anonymous. He describes a possible Bigfoot encounter that he had in Canada. Okay, so back in 2008, on May, on a Wednesday, me and my brother were playing outside, and my older cousin came to visit us that day, and we were all talking about going to have a water fight near my, this old creek near my old house, and it was literally like two minutes down the hill from my old house. So we gathered some water guns, and we went to that creek, and we spent a couple hours there having a water fight, and then as I was actually refilling up my water gun, I saw to me what looked like brown hair stuck in the mud. So I decided to dig it out as curiosity got the best of me and it was actually, it, it got thicker and longer and it was actually getting heavier to pull out. But I managed to pull the whole thing out and it terrified me because there was meat on the shoulder joint where it looked like it was ripped completely off. There was skin hanging out. The color of the meat was green and some of the blood was purple looking and it resembled like really like I said like a human hand and I got terrified so I called my brother and I told him to come and look at it and my older cousin came and he came in to look at it too and it really resembled like a human hand that had the fingers the nails the palm, the thumb, the texture of the palm was rough, kind of like dried skin rough, and it was stiff. It was it was hard to bend or anything, and the nails were pretty long, like they haven't been cut or anything, and some of them look cracked. So my cousin decided, why don't we take this to my grandmother? So we did, we all took turns carrying it as it was really heavy, and I, I swear to God, we kept vomiting and vomiting because it stunk so bad, like wet fur and rotten meat. So we brought it to my grandmother's and we called my grandmother and told her to come and look what we found. And she came and she called my late uncle and she was pretty upset. And she told us that you guys aren't supposed to go places where you're not supposed to be. And you're not supposed to touch things that aren't yours. So my uncle got mad and grabbed the arm put it in a wheelbarrow because it was heavy and started walking towards the bush and he was gone for like a good three hours four hours at the most we sat there in the living room and my grandmother she told us a story that when she was a teenager in my reservation there's a mountain near my reservation and her father my great-grandfather told her not to go near that mountain as that mountain's been occupied long before us humans even set foot on this earth she didn't believe him. She said she was a skeptic and she decided I'm going to go pick berries and gather tree sap near the mountain because there, it was abundant there. She went and as she was gathering berries, she decided she had a feeling to look up towards the mountainside and she did. And on the mountainside was these four giant bears that well, to me, like she said, they looked like bears at first, but they were standing upright like men. She said they were covered in brown fur and one of them was black and they were walking in the south direction. And then she's the one who mentioned it to us and said it to us, Bigfoot, Sasquatch. We never knew what that was or what he was. So years later in 2021, a fall, 
I actually mentioned, had the courage to mention my grandmother, what do you think happened to the rest of the body of that Bigfoot from the arm we found? And my grandmother told us that, well, told me that Bigfoot is like a bear. He can get aggressive, he can get territorial, and he can also get frightened. Only when he's frightened, he can get very aggressive. And then my grandmother told us that not to bother it, not to not to go near that mountain. So that fall, that week, actually, me and my cousin, we decided we're going to go on a hunt trip in that mountain. We went there you know, thinking we were going to get lucky with elk and moose and maybe a couple deer. But instead, we came upon a teepee-like hut structure. And it was giant. It was huge. And in that photo, my cousin was, oh, he's, at, he's at least 5'10". And then this giant teepee like hut structure was there and decided to take a couple photos of it. And as I went inside it, there was moss all over the ground and there was some brown, thick brown fur inside of it. And it was so we decided to head home as it was getting evening. And I went to my grandmother's that day and I asked her, you know, and I showed her a picture of the mountain and this teepee hut-like structure. And I said, do you remember these? And she said, wait, sit here. And she said, grab a coffee. So I did. I grabbed a coffee. She called my my auntie and she pulled out this old suitcase that was you know, a blue leather suitcase with the steel straps, the old ones. And she pulled out four old Polaroid photos. And on one of those photos was all these giant teepee hut like structures and she said was this what you found and in the middle of those that polaroid photo was my grandfather and my grandfather is 6'1 and those teepee teepee hut like structures was giant compared to him it was huge and then on the last photo she showed what looked like three bears on the mountainside but they were at least 75 to 50 yards away I would say and they were very in clear view I mean I can see the legs the feet the hands the rest of the arm the body the shoulders the chest the head so she said that you know as she was taking these pictures she noticed that they were walking like men in clear view and then she went ahead and told me you know like don't tell anybody she made me promise not to tell anybody or even talk or mention it so one day I asked her why don't we tell the people the truth why don't we tell them you know like he's real he's out there and she told me that do you really think the people are gonna believe a bunch of natives who spent the majority of our lives in the bush hunting and fishing and I I believed her I believed her as, you know, like, this is something we're not supposed to find. This is something we're not supposed to see, I guess. So she told me another story, too, that her great-grandfather used to collect and gather the remains from these Sasquatch and Bigfoots, the bones and everything. And he would burn them. He would burn them to get rid of them. As in my grandmother's words... He did it so the white men won't find them and desecrate them for their studies. So, as my grandmother said, 
Bigfoot, Sasquatch, as everybody calls him, is just another human living with us. He doesn't cause trouble for us. We don't cause trouble for him. He's got his own area. We got our reservation. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah. Next is a submission from Anonymous. They tell us a story of a creepy pit stop at a gas station in the middle of nowhere. I, 23 male, was driving home from a late night shift at work when my car ran out of gas. I was in the middle of nowhere, with no cell phone reception and no other cars in sight. The only thing around was a sketchy gas station up ahead, and I knew I had no choice but to go there for help. As I walked into the gas station, I immediately felt a sense of unease. The store was dimly lit and the air was thick with the smell of gasoline. The only person inside was an old man behind the counter who looked up at me with cold, piercing eyes. Can I help you? He asked in a gravelly voice. Yeah, my car ran out of gas, I replied, trying to keep my voice steady. Do you have a gas can or something I could use? The old man nodded and disappeared into the back room. Leaving me alone in the store, I looked around, feeling increasingly nervous. The shelves were stocked with dusty, outdated products, and there was a strange, eerie feeling in the air. As I waited for the old man to return, I heard a faint sound coming from the back room. It sounded like someone whispering, but I couldn't make out what they were saying. Suddenly, the old man emerged from the back room holding a gas can in his gnarled hands. He handed it to me, and I quickly filled it up with gas from the pump outside. But as I turned to leave, the old man grabbed my arm and looked at me with his cold, piercing eyes. You be careful out there, he said in a low voice. There's something in these woods that ain't right. Something that'll get you if you're not careful. I tried to shake off his grip and make a run for it, but he held on tight. You'll need this, he said, shoving a rusty old knife into my hand for protection. I bolted out the gas station, feeling like something was following me. As I got into my car and drove away, I could hear strange noises coming from the woods around me. It sounded like something was scratching at the windows trying to get in. I drove as fast as I could, trying to put as much distance between me and that creepy gas station as possible. And as I looked back in the rearview mirror, I saw something moving in the darkness behind me, something that looked like a person, but wasn't quite human. I never went back to that gas station again, and I never forgot the eerie feeling that had crept over me that night. Up next is a submission from the YouTube channel Haunting Happenings. They tell us a story of a dancing white ghost they encountered while walking in the woods. Hey, thank you for inviting me onto the Mystic Lighthouse podcast to tell you my spooky story. 
My name is Ellie, and I am one of the team on the YouTube channel Haunting Happenings, where we tell weekly spooky tales. Be sure to check us out. My spooky story is called The Ghost in the Woods. I love walking in the woods, but some strange things have happened in the woods. Have you had anything weird happen to you? This was one of the strangest things that happened to me. It was a beautiful day for a hike in the woods, so I grabbed my backpack and set out on the trail. The sun was shining, the birds were singing, and the leaves rustled gently in the breeze. As I walked deeper into the forest, I noticed that the sounds of nature had grown quieter. It was as if the forest was holding its breath, waiting for something to happen. That's when I saw her, a woman dressed in white, standing at the edge of a clearing. She looked like she was from another time, with a long flowing dress and a ribbon tied around her waist. At first, I thought she might be lost or in trouble, so I approached her cautiously. But as I got closer, she vanished into thin air, leaving only the sound of rustling leaves behind. I was shaken, but... I couldn't shake the feeling that I needed to follow her, so I continued on the trail, my heart pounding in my chest. As I approached the clearing where I had seen the woman, I heard the faint sound of music. It was a haunting melody played on a violin. I stepped into the clearing and saw her again, the woman in white dancing to the music of an unseen player. She twirled and spun, her dress billowing in the breeze. Then, as suddenly as before, she vanished again, leaving me alone in the clearing. I left the woods that day feeling haunted by the memory of the ghostly woman in white. I never saw her again, but I'll never forget the feeling of being watched by something not quite of this world. I hope you enjoyed my spooky story today. Until next time, sweet dreams. Our last submission is from Dirk. He describes an experience he had witnessing an apparition in the woods. My story starts off back in the mid-1980s. It was uh, October, the beginning of a uh, bow season for deer. I had just acquired a new hunting spot, and uh, one afternoon I decided to go check it out. So I brought my stand and everything, and I scouted it out, I found a tree, and I set up. After about an hour of sitting there, to my right, I noticed some crunching noise, and it got closer. When I looked, I couldn't see nothing, but I'd hear the, the leaves crunching. And as it got closer to where I could start seeing the leaves kicking up, I didn't see nobody. It was just leaves rolling, like somebody was walking and kicking them up. I thought maybe it might have been some birds at first, you know, kind of rolling around. But as I watched and he walked in front of me, it was clear that it was, it was somebody walking that I couldn't see. And my heart just dropped. I didn't make a, I didn't make a sound. I was scared it would hear me. I let him walk past me, and then I got off my stand and walk fast in my truck. Well, the next day, I decided to go back. But this time, I figured I'd bring me a disposable camera. 
So um, I get to the woods, I get in my stand, and I guess between four and five, to my right again, I heard the crunching. But this time I was ready. <clears throat> so I washed it, I washed it, and I started seeing some uh, patches of, uh, some dark patches, like like some clothes. And uh, and I hear the, the crunching coming to me. So I picked up my camera and I aimed it in that, in that area. And uh, I couldn't see it too well because it was kind of far. But as it got closer, I snapped off a couple of, a couple of uh, photos. And I put it, and I put down, I put down the camera, and I waited. And it got almost in front of me before I could see it clearly. And what it was, it made my blood run, run cold. I could see the, the torso of a of a man. I could see his arms down down to his elbows and his legs down to his knees with no head and that's what got me and um, he walked right there in front of me kicking up the leaves and I was in total shock I was I was scared he turned towards me and, and spot me in the tree I don't think I was even breathing but anyway I let him walk past me I waited a few minutes and I climbed down from my tree and I, I ran to my truck I will never forget that that day and what was so freaky about it was seeing somebody walking with no head. Um, all I can say that it, it was an apparition that wasn't fully manifested. And it looked like he might have been on like a time loop or something, because he passed the same way both days, uh, walking almost identical, almost in, in the same path. So that's my story. Thank you. Thank you for joining me at the Mystic Lighthouse. If you have a story you'd like to share, send it to themysticlighthouse at gmail.com and join us next week for a brand new episode. But until then, keep scanning the horizon. The Mystic Lighthouse is a part of the ACAST Creators Network.